Hey, did you see Liberty Health Sciences just reopened in Dania Beach? Yeah, isn't that spot close to you? Yep, super convenient. And you get 50% off of your first three visits. That's awesome. Sounds like I'm going to be going to Liberty Health Sciences. Yes, and you know what else? Liberty's customer service, unrivaled. And they have over 50 locations throughout Florida to serve our listeners from all over the state, which is great. They now have the Later Days line of flour. Time to say peace out to overpriced eights. Liberty Health Sciences is going back to the good old days of whole flour eights for only $20 all day, every day, all year. This isn't discount flour or unpopular strains either. These are the OG strains that you know and love, like Gorilla Glue, Runts, and Banana OG. So let's look forward to quality flour and say later days to high prices. Exclusively at Liberty Health Sciences. What's up? We're back. <laughs> back for season 10. Season 10 of Pot Smoking Moms. Can I can't believe it. But here we are. <laughs> I am your host, Sunny D, along with my homie. I'm Captain J. <laughs> <laughs> and we're the Pot Smoking Moms. <laughs> we uh, are very happy to be here. We got a really great show for you today. If you enjoy our show, do us a solid. And rate, subscribe, share, review, you know, leave a All little good comment. Things. Yeah. And uh, potsmokingmoms.com is our website. And you can pretty much find anything we talk about, anything we do there. Please visit our website. We got something to smoke on. Uh, we hope you got something to smoke on. If you don't, you want to grab it. We got a little smoke sesh. Let's go. Our smoke sash is sponsored by Fluent Cannabis. Check out our website, uh, potsmokingmoms.com. You can click on the Fluent Partner link to set up your rewards. And that way, whenever you go buy some bud at Fluent, you get a little kickback and you get to cash in on those rewards. Make that purchase count. Hell yeah. What do you got? What do you got to smoke there, Jay? I have some original blueberry. So previously known as Blue Note. It's a well-rounded indica-leaning strain with traits that are sure to satisfy your senses. From its praise purplish hues and its blueberry muffin smells and flavors to the fast and long-lasting body high, this strain is an instant favorite for all indica-leaning enthusiasts. So, of course, that's why I bought it. (laughs) Exactly. This here I have is a hybrid. It's a nectar. Enjoy the sweet stickiness of this hybrid strain to feel refreshed by its calming effects. Uh, patients say nectar helps to relieve ADHD, chronic pain, stress, depression, and more. Uh, right I up your alley. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could smell the limonene uh, in the strain. So. Yeah, this smells amazing, too. Cheers. Cheers. 
That hit. It was quite a little mission trying to get this show started, yeah. reacclimated to the studio. It's been a few weeks. <laughs> you know, the Wi Fi's. It's the Wi Fi's. Yeah, dude. I need a direct line into this room. Ooh, that tasted great. Yes. Hit the spot. We got a really fun show for you today. Uh, well, not so much fun as more of like informative. Like a informative. lot of informative. We got someone who shares their personal experience with us and who's also using their experience to help others. Stephanie Shepard, she's a partnership manager for Last Prisoner Project. And before this interview, I didn't know that she was convicted of conspiracy to distribute a thousand plus kilos of marijuana mm-hmm. and 10 as a, years in federal prison. yes as a first-time nonviolent offender stephanie was sentenced to 10 years in the federal bureau of prisons uh she tells us all about it in our in our interview uh i mean think about it like being locked up that's a long time to be yeah. locked up and you for know your first time ever getting in trouble yes so you're gonna want to stick around for that interview it's great and yes. she talks about the last prisoner project where she works now and the different things that you can do to help other cannabis uh prisoners yes so stick around for that interview Definitely. so special thanks to our patrons and we have a new patron welcome rena yay yay so uh, you can become a patron and you can watch this episode on video only available to our patrons. Check out our website where you can see how you can support us on Patreon. You get additional perks, not only like videos, but we have a great discord chat where we all get together and smoke regularly in our uh, voice channels. Yeah. And um, you could totally be seeing me sport this beautiful blonde hair uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. Dia's hair grew exponentially <laughs> yeah. and is very platinum blonde yes it's i'm looking very not like myself today and if you're a patron you you're have the, the pleasure of spirit yes hey if you can't become a, a a patron you can't contribute monetarily that's fine we also um thrive off of your support when you rate our show or review it or you share our podcast with your friends or your neighbor. Share it um, on social media. Share it on social media. Hey, and if you do that, hit us up. Let us know. We will send you stickers and we will shower you with our affection and love. It's really important you guys sharing our stuff because this is really the only place we're not censored, if you think about it. Yeah. We're I, censored on all of our social media platforms. But yeah, here, I'm we on a take be for our true authentic our, exactly. selves. Exactly. Blaze with you guys. Right. Uh, I'm yeah, my tick talking about that. My TikTok is in a is you're in, in like a, last you're in trouble, strike. right? Yeah, because yeah, I went to go look strike. at it and our link isn't there. And I was like, oh, they took your link off and everything. Did they? Well, I, I didn't, I didn't know see, that. I didn't see a link on your on the page because I went there to try to copy oh. the the reward uh oh. link and it wasn't really yeah. Well, my my thing has a little permanent thing. Well, it's permanent only because one they removed it once, and as soon as they removed it, they threw it back on their uh, account. It's got like a red account violation thing on it, and like it's trouble. yeah, I know constantly TikTok, account TikTok warning, account warning, account warning. 
The link is there. Maybe it wasn't showing it while I was on in jail because you know what? That's they, what I'm saying. They gave me. Uh, they took a video down and then I appealed it and won, and they didn't restore my privileges. So I hit them up. I was like, "Yo, what's up? You didn't restore my privileges, but I won the appeal." Of course, you know it's there now. It was not there before. Uh, Probably they probably take all that shit down while you're like in trouble. While you're on a timeout. Timeout. Bad, bad, bad. Don't do that. (laughs) I hate it. So, so be here and and come here to see us because this is the only place where we don't get community (laughs) guideline violations. Okay. Exactly. So another place where you can come see us actually is our bud crawl event that's happening really soon. Yeah, happening next weekend. By by the time this episode airs, it's this coming weekend. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. This airs tomorrow. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's next weekend. I'm like, damn, dog, please don't I tell forgot. me it's this weekend because I'm like you're already gonna die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Well, yes. Uh, come see us in Orlando. Go on a bud crawl with us. We're going to be visiting a few dispos, eating some delicious food at Chiba Hut. We're going to be singing fucking Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> by Queen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Playing um, games. Hey, be- hey I, you know what my favorite part is when people buy tickets is they put the karaoke song they want and their favorite munchie. Yes. But anyway, it's gonna be lots of fun. We're gonna uh, we're gonna stop at Move Liberty Health Sciences, probably True Leave, <laughs> and uh, you know you get all kinds of cool stuff. So please, if you're Come in hang the Orlando area, or hey, look, we're gonna be staying in the Orlando. And we've been area. getting a lot of questions about like, hey, I'm a patient, but my spouse isn't, or my friend isn't, um, but they really want to come and hang out. If you have a friend that you want to come with you. We're making exceptions in that in yeah. that case that, you know, you don't have to be a patient if you're like a guest of a patient. Right. As long as one of you is a patient and, you know, and we can actually find a doc for you, too. Uh, if you're not a patient, uh, approvals are really fast. Like if you see a doc, you can be approved and within have a couple hours. Yeah. You less. Can, you could start shopping right within like. 45 minutes to an hour usually. So if you're in the say. Orlando area and you are interested in getting uh, your patient card, let us know. We know a clinic out there that will see you and see if you qualify. And you will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, man, I'm glad to be back here. Uh, oh, actually. Oh, oh, our giveaway winner. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, oh, we did a giveaway for the bud we crawl. We did a giveaway for the bud crawl. We hope you signed up. And the winner is S. Nieves 548. We will be hitting you up in the DMs and letting you know. And letting you know. Thank you You so much. You got a ticket for you and a friend to come on the bud crawl. To come on the bud crawl. Yahoo! (laughs) So, as we've been like busy getting all that shit together for the bud crawl. We still have life happening. Oh, we still have plenty of life happening. <laughs> Way too much life happening sometimes. 
Uh, this past weekend was really fun though because we got to do Halloween. Yeah, yeah, and that's favorite our favorite. Time. Yep, and um, the Halloween party was back. Yeah, first time in over two years because of the pandemic. And let me we tell had you, new friends there, whole new friends. We had Some new pot smoking moms. We had a lot of fucking pot smoking moms in the house. Was it four? Four, right? Four of our four. patrons. Yeah, that yeah. came to the party. Yeah, look at that. Right. More. <laughs> yeah, because Jesse was there too. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, he's fifth. No, is he fifth? Yeah, was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren, so- Yanni, Christy, Jenny, Jenny yeah. and Jesse. Mm-hmm. Actually, I brought Jenny and I almost left without her. <laughs> I was like, bye, guys. And then I look at her and go, oh, hey, you're coming with me. <laughs> Duh. Oh, and we were super surprised by our friend Lauren coming. That was a beautiful surprise. Yeah, she flew over a 20, a tw- just to stay here for 24 hours to come to the party. Luckily, the party was off the chain. Because it was <laughs> I like, mean, it's uh, my worth Halloween it. parties. I know, fun. but like everybody showed up. <laughs> and we haven't seen a lot of our, like lately, a lot of things have been happening. So we, we have been seeing a couple our friends. Though. Huh? We were missing a couple key like friends in yeah. our, like, like our OG friend group, but it was uh, a lot of friends uh, yeah. recently that we've been, you know, seeing and stuff. So very cool. <laughs> we, my kids, uh, well, my oldest did the trunk or treat at school, which is cool because I ended up not having to do Halloween, <laughs> huh? Not, well, yeah, yeah. First of all, You're the door to door, yeah, the door to door thing. Exactly. They didn't notice. You guys don't get any trick or treaters. No, and my sister today was like, oh, I I didn't give any candies. By the time I put the lights on in my house, nobody came by. And I'm just like, dude, unless you're everybody on that street is showing that they're ready and open for business to give trick-or-treaters. They're going to walk by your house. Yeah, you're not like, why would I go to a dark fucking block where nobody is inviting you to come and get candy? Mm -hmm. That's why I'm a big fan of the trunk or treat, especially for the littles. It's contained. It's in the open. People go all out. I mean, a lot of these trunks, dude, one of these trunks they did. And I was like, this is elementary. Like, who watches this here? It's the parents. <laughs> stranger Things. They did, a stranger they things did the Max in the air with the clock. It was oh, amazing. Yeah, I saw the pictures you posted. It was amazing. And it's funny because we were, I was like complimenting the lady, the mom. And she was like, I have no life. And now we were <laughs> laughing because we're like, we kind of, we love it though. This is like amazing. We would, you know. We would do this too. We have no life as well. We love the Stranger Things. Nah, I went to my my new favorite spots at Trick or Treat, and I and now I have a hack. The same one that yes. you went last year. Yes. Okay. And I went and I but see, I got better blocks this time. Oh yeah. And there was a lot of people and like there was a lot, lot of, of like houses that went all freaking out. There's this one house oh. that I was so envious of. I love that. I looked at that house and I was like, this is what I want. They had, what did they have? They all had, inflatables and shit They everywhere? had these crazy huge, like they had a huge werewolf one that was massive, super tall. Then they had a huge skeleton one. and But they, they had eyeballs that like were like animated. Blinking, they uh-huh. did things like they like had a pro- cool. they were projected on or something. Uh-huh. I don't know, but it looked insane. And then they had these huge like jack o' lantern pumpkins that just looked so wicked and huge. And they had like these faces. Oh my god, it was amazing. That yard, I was just like, we took a few pictures in front of it, and I was like, this is what I want. I wish 
I was like, where I do know, they keep bro. all this stuff? Yeah, Because there was a lot thing. of stuff. And I asked. I was like, where do you keep it? What is this, in the garage? What did she say? No, she's I can't like, believe you asked her. I was like, geez, like, how could you store all this possibly? I guess, like, yeah, because job, you know she has space for that. Like, her office. She oh. Said. She said well, her office. Shit. I don't know what that meant. But yeah. what? That means she owns a business. Yeah. And she, she has, like, a warehouse uh-huh. space or some shit, yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, it's the rich neighborhood in Miami Lakes. So right, so you know they get the full size. Not the richest neighborhood of Miami Lakes, but like the nice neighborhood where everybody participates. Every neighborhood here is every Miami Lakes neighborhood is usually like. Well, we have a friend that lives there, our friend, and I we never thought of it before, but we turned on his street, and Johnny's like, "I'm just gonna call Hector's parents and see if we can park here." Oh, true. And we knocked on the door. He just tried to call. He tried to knock on the door, but they didn't have candy, so they didn't answer. Uh So he just called Hector, and and then Hector's like, oh, yeah, his parents were cool with it. They're like, just don't knock on the door because they don't want other people to be attracted because they don't have any candy. Yeah. Yeah, after a but while, so I was like, "Yes, now I have a parking spot in that neighborhood." I never thought you're so, to hit them up. She before. has a map. She made a whole map where she's like, "Okay, this is where we start." And, and right on their street, there was already a couple houses that were all out, like outside, Decorated. having all the music yeah. and all the stuff. And I mean, see, that's inviting. Like, yeah, yeah. you and, and and that was what we did. Like last year, we had parked in the pumpkin patch and then gone through all those houses back there. But the school did a, a trunk or treat. We did that. It was fun. I ended up realizing that an old neighbor of ours, I thought he had moved. He's he's related to someone I used to work with who I'm like still friends with from another job. Mm-hmm. And uh, his son is in first grade. So it's like, oh, my God, you guys come here. He's like, yeah, isn't this school great? And I was like, yeah, I really do love it here. Like, and my daughter was in love. She was like, I love this. It's the greatest day of my life. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So she's she enjoyed the trick or treat. Oh, and then they did um um on Monday. So that's what we did instead of like going out to trick or treat. She got to wear her outfit, her turtle. We were Ninja Turtles. We were all Ninja Turtles. Uh, and I, pr- <laughs> I, I mastered the face painting for the Ninja Turtle face. You know, I wanted and we did green, a little green face yeah. <laughs> with a little mask and stuff. But she um. What was I going to say? She wore her costume to school Monday and they did like a little parade. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was cute. She was like dancing around and stuff. And then they had their little party. And I was like, that's, you know, we have enough candy. We're good. Oh my God. We have so much candy and my kid does not eat candy. Oh my God. He only eats Hershey bars and M&Ms. You want to know how many of those he got? A total of three. All Damn. the other candy is everything else but that. And I'm like, how Damn. is that possible? For real. <laughs> yeah. No, my kids are like addicted, especially the little one. And I have gotten into major fights with her of like, no, you cannot have any more. You cannot have any more candy. It's too much. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to have to set all that. I'm going to have to eat it you all should do or that. set it all on no, fire. It's, it's kind of mean. The Jimmy Kimmel. The thing I where you told- tell your kids you <laughs> ate all their candy. Yeah. Like, I got really hungry. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I told Robert. She would flip out, huh? I mean, probably. I would flip out if somebody told me that. I saw somebody post one of their two kids were like, that's okay. I if I would have eaten all that, I would have gotten a stomachache. Oh, and I was like, good kids. Yeah, you're like, damn. I'm gonna steal your kids, dude. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh yeah. Uh (laughs) My kids are like, give me the candy, lollipops, and I'm just like, bro, I'm gonna just I'm gonna burn all this candy now. You got to hide it and then you have it there little by little when you need it. 
<laughs> to soothe. <laughs> listen, w- listen. Uh, yeah, the candy thing. When I was younger and I would bring leftover food from whatever I did and my brother would eat that shit, I would fucking explode <laughs> i would fucking get rage so that i get that the kids if you fucking say, say the thing with the candy of course of course i would they would freak out it's like someone eating your fucking leftovers from cheesecake oh factory. my god i'd be pissed if my parents <laughs> said they ate all the candy right but shit they cannot eat all that can i can't eat all that candy <laughs> Well, Halloween sounds like it was a success for you guys. Yes. And the party was a success. I got funniest costume. Very good. Very with good. With my Argyle. Yeah, from Stranger Things. That was a good one. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good character. He's very friends of the pot smoking mom. Yeah, totally would be friends of the pot smoking. And I was like, you know, being a dude all night, kind of sitting like a dude, pretty much like people would laugh at me. Pretty chill. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like a dude. I could be just like. <laughs> Pretty chill. Yeah, it is. Other than that, I had my brother's wedding in New York, which was awesome. Oh, I yeah. Got you got to talk family. about how you yes. acquired the doobage out there. <laughs> so I did the bad thing that you're not supposed to do and took some with me. But when I got there, I was like, oh, I forgot it's legal here. And I looked and there was like, oh, there's dispensaries not far. I can smoke more than I think I can smoke. Oh, and then you smoke so too much. I smoked too much. And then I was like, whatever. And then I go to check the dispensaries again and realize they're only medical dispensaries that are in that area. The closest recreational dispensary was like over 40 something miles away. I was like, oh my God, I am not going to go 40 something miles. Wait, that's insane. So, you know, uh, tried Telegram. Um, didn't have too much luck there. It was a little shady. Yeah, it was a little shady. I wasn't. I don't know. It's a little weird when you don't know the person. You know, I don't mind sending money to some uh, to people that I know on the internet right. to get something, but somebody I don't know, I'm a little more apprehensive. So, I decided to just you know put a call out through our network to send the the bat si- the pot <laughs> signal the pot uh, the bat signal the, the pot leaf signal. I love when people hit me up and they're like, "Hey man, give me Florida. You know anybody?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Uh, I don't know anybody." And then like I send them some people. Yeah, I just like put it up in the stories. Hey, I'm in this area. If anybody knows, you know, where I can get some weed, they're like, hey, I'm 30 minutes away. Fan. I check their account. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. We follow each we other. Okay, each cool. other. <laughs> all right. All right. Especially Met in New York. 7-Eleven. Like- <laughs> That's why I was like thinking, especially in New York, we got a lot of people out there. We actually do have a lot of people that follow us in New York. So, yeah, that was cool. Got some weed and I was able to smoke out, you know, my cousin and. My family. It was some friends. good shit too. Yeah, it was good. Week. <laughs> it was. Thank you if you're listening to the podcast right now and do that podcast. They said they were interested in doing a podcast. Him and his wife. Him and his wife came to see me. They're both really chill, chill, nice couple. Do the podcast if that's what you want to do. 100%. Yeah, fuck it. You got our support for sure. And then we got a new puppy. I saw him saw when him. I walked in. His name's Tito. He's so cute. We've been wanting to get my son a pet for his birthday. We got back from New York. The intention was supposed to be when we got back, we'd get him the puppy, but then we had COVID. That's another thing that happened. Yeah, I got COVID finally sucks. after two and a half, almost three years. Finally happened. Got the COVIDs. We all survived. The whole house got it. We're all vaccinated. We all did good. And we made it through. But yeah, I didn't well, get to go get the puppy. Oh. So we didn't get to get it until this weekend, finally. Yeah. 
and we took him to the rescue and we took him there to go see the little puppies that they had because they have these small little cute adorable puppies and he just couldn't make a decision between them like he felt guilty choosing one over the other and like got really emotional and sad about it and oh because he didn't want to like separate like, the brothers or the sisters or yeah whatever. I, I i didn't even think if it was that i didn't even think of that and that's possibly it i think yeah. he just didn't want to say yeah no to either so then the lady comes out with tito and she's like oh i didn't consider him because you know i knew you're looking for a puppy he's 12 months so he's still young and he's just so cute and so chill and he took to him immediately he's like yeah i like this one He's so cute and very friendly. Like he was like, as soon as I walked in, he's like, "Hey, sup?" I was like, "Who's that?" Hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's they've taken to each other quickly. He's already got separation anxiety from Julian. Like when I take him to school in the morning, he comes mm-hmm. with us in the car, mm-hmm. and as soon as he gets out of the car, he's like at the window. Oh. And my son, for the past, I don't know, when he was younger, he used to have no problem sleeping alone. But for the last few years, he cannot sleep alone. And one of us always has to sleep with him. He slept alone for the first time. It was a puppy with snuggle. With the dog. Oh, there you in the go. Bed. That's why. Because I said, the lady told us that he likes to sleep in the bed, you know. But I was like, I don't want him in my bed. But he could sleep in your bed if you want. But you're going to be in here. Da, da, da. And he stayed in bed. That's good. The last two nights, they've slept. Aw. Mm-hmm. So it's going Your besties. Good. Yeah, here he has a new bestie. <laughs> I should share a picture of, Ch- of Tito. I'll share a picture. Yeah. On our socials. He's cute. He's going to get a lot of attention. Yeah. But uh, your 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 other dog, Jack, got a lot of attention with his costume. Oh, That's my God. God. He got like party. seven votes between like seven people voted for him between two categories. He got like four votes and like funniest and like three votes of most original something well like he that. every time he walked by so he had like a little cowboy on his he was dressed up as a little horse right like a little cowboy he basically had a cowboy on his back he had yeah. a cowboy on his back and every time he would pass by we would all like look at jack and laugh and be like <laughs> oh it's so funny he's like you know moseying on and down by the end of the cowboy. night his hat fell off and his handkerchief <laughs> fell off the cowboy it's much funnier with the hat because when he moves, it's like, oh, he right. looks like he's, he's like, like oh. you're going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite entertaining. It's funny. All right. New, a ready? segment you guys probably missed, but we're back with it. Nugs. where we get high and read the news to you <laughs> all right so we're following up on a story that we followed last season a lot which is Griner's denied appeal drug convention upheld by the russian court so a russian court on tuesday october 25th denied britney Griner's appeal upholding the american bas- basketball player's nine-year sentence on drug charges she received that sentence in August, like we previously reported, and has been in Russian custody since she was arrested at Moscow in the airport in February. Her lawyers say, we are very disappointed in a statement that they quoted to the New York Times after the court upheld the conviction on Tuesday. The verdict continues. I'm oh, sorry. The verdict contains numerous defects, and we hoped that the court of appeal would take them into consideration. Reiner's now set to begin serving her sentence, although it will be slightly reduced, according to the Associated Press. A Moscow region 
court said in its ruling on Tuesday that the time Griner will have to serve in prison will be recalculated with her time in pretrial detention taken into account. AP reported that one day in pretrial detention will be counted as one and a half days in prison. So the basketball star will have to serve around eight years in prison. It's still way too fucking That's long. She should be crazy. home. Yeah. First and we actually talk about cartridge. this a little bit with Stephanie in the interview later. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is just insane. She's yeah, just it's a lot of used time. As a political tool over there. It, it's just insane. Yeah. The other big story that happened during our break that, you know, broke the cannabis Internet for a little bit. Yeah. In a historic move, Biden announces he will pardon thousands of federal cannabis offenses. October 6th, President Joe Biden announced that he will pardon people with federal convictions for simple possession of cannabis. Going further, he announced that he will direct the U.S. Attorney General Merrick B. Garland and Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services Xavier Becerra to begin the process of reviewing the classification of cannabis at the federal level. The official White House statement was published on October 6, noting that under federal law, cannabis falls under Schedule 1 alongside deadly drugs like fentanyl. The White House will review exponentially the plant's current classification. The New York Times reports that the move will affect upwards of around 6,500 people who were convicted on federal charges for simple possession of cannabis during the time period of 1992 to 2021, and 1,000 more convictions based in the District of Columbia. As I said before, no one should be in jail for just using or possessing marijuana. Biden tweeted, Today I'm taking steps to end our failed approach. Allow me to lay them out. Biden then provided three key points, pardoning all prior federal offenses of simple marijuana possession, calling on governors to pardon simple state marijuana possession offenses, and finally, Asking Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. Did we say them? Yes. Yeah, they're repeating it. Okay. Well, we're reviewing uh, how cannabis should be scheduled under the federal law. Normal leaders were cautiously optimistic, noting that efforts to get the attention of the White House for real cannabis reform at the federal level have been going on for decades. Many of the efforts taken and proposed by the president today are long overdue. Normal Executive Director Eric Alteri said in a statement provided to High Times. For nearly two years, Normal has called upon the administration to fulfill the president's campaign promise to provide relief to those stigmatized with a low-level cannabis conviction. We are pleased that today President Biden is following through on this pledge and that he is also encouraging governors to take similar steps to ensure that the tens of millions of Americans with state-level convictions for past marijuana crimes can finally move forward with their lives. Since 1965, nearly 29 million Americans have been arrested for marijuana-related violations for activities that the majority of voters no longer believe ought to be a crime. Moving forward, the administration must work collaboratively with congressional leadership to repeal America's failed marijuana criminalization laws. Nearly half of voters now agree that legalizing marijuana ought to be a priority for Congress, and such action can only be taken by descheduling cannabis and repealing it from the U.S. Controlled Substances Act, thereby regulating it in a manner similar to alcohol. Congress should be inspired by the administration's actions today to act quickly and hide legislation to the president's desk, um, sorry, to send legislation to the president's desk that would help close this dark chapter of our history. 
Leaders in Congress, notably members of the Congressional Cannabis Caucus, applauded the move. The Office of Congressman Earl Blumenauer, founder and co-chair of the Congressional Cannabis Caucus, also sent High Times his official statement on the matter. Today, President Biden took an important step in the fight to end federal government's failed and discriminatory prohibition of, prohibition of cannabis, said Congressman Blumenauer. No president has stepped forward to pardon low-level marijuana offenders at the scale before. At a time when 99% of Americans live in a state where some form of cannabis use is legal, it is unthinkable that anyone, especially predominantly Black, Latinx, and Indigenous Americans, are imprisoned for simple, nonviolent cannabis possessions. Especially when there's a lot of white people making money. We talk about that with Stephanie, too. We do. There's a critical, important step forward for racial justice in the failed war on drugs that too often targeted people of color, especially Black and Latino men. While this order is welcome and long overdue, it is just the first step of many that this administration should take. Congressman Blumenauer mm -hmm. continued, we have been pending legislation that deals with medical marijuana research and the ability for cannabis businesses to access banking services, both of which have gained support in the House and Senate. The president should embrace and celebrate. It is critical that we pull the force of the federal government behind them. There was a time when this was controversial. Congressman Blumenauer, Blumenauer added, I can't say this guy's name, yet for several years. I feel there should be like an H. Blumenauer, Blumenauer. I feel like it should be Blumenauer, but it's yeah, not. Blumenauer. It's skipping the H. Blumenauer. Blumenauer. Yet for several years, the federal government has been left behind by people in states who did not wait. Not only does more than two thirds of the public support for legalization, even half of American Republicans are also ready to end this chapter of failed war on drugs. We welcome this action and hope it's the first of several non-controversial critical steps to promote justice, equity, and rational policy. Because you know, as soon as we celebrated a little bit, everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Everybody was like, it's commenting. good first steps. Right. And I can see why people are like, oh, it's politically. Nobody's done it before, but nobody's done it before. Right. But right. it's kind and of nobody got out of prison. That he does it now, too. I yeah, get it. Of course. You know, I mean, you know, you're supposed to fulfill some promises when you're trying to get reelected. Something. <laughs> Try to act He's on been making some moves. of the He's been making moves uh -huh, and uh -huh. a lot of things. Uh -huh. um, to the chair. <laughs> back to his walker. Yeah, is this me? U.S. Cannabis yes, Council. This is you. This is you. U.S. CCCEO Khadija Tribble also chimed in, saying that Biden's statement aligns with many of the council's goals. President Biden is right. No one should be in jail for just using or possessing cannabis. This executive action will positively impact countless Americans who have been saddled with criminal histories and unjust suffering and consequences of cannabis prohibition. This is a particularly cathartic moment for Black and Brown communities that have been disproportionately impacted by the criminalization of cannabis. We commend the president for making good on his campaign promise to grant pardons to nonviolent cannabis offenders. This announcement comes on the heels of the Biden administration appointing the first advisor on cannabis research and regulation at the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and further reinforces the fact that just uh, a question of whether or not of when, of when not, not if cannabis is decriminalized altogether. As a nation reckons with the wrongs of the past, it's also time to look to the future. The Senate should pass the Safe Banking Act to help ensure that the communities most impacted by cannabis prohibition can safely and gainfully participate in the burgeoning cannabis industry, Triple said. 
The Justice Department will begin the process of providing certificates of pardons to people who are eligible, USA Today reports. So, yeah, that's that's <coughs> what happened. So we talk about this with Stephanie in the interview later, so you're definitely going to want to listen to that. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done. And in, in this, yeah, even a lot of people showed up to the uh, to the White House recently to protest mm-hmm. and to um, ask that he do a little more than just, um, you know, just this. And and it does help people get it, the people with the symbol possession, at least get it off their record so that they're no longer being hindered, like housing or credit or yeah, a job really, or whatever, it, for having that on their record. Yeah, it really, really, really affects. The I don't feeling. even when I see it, um, when I do background checks on HR, I'm like, yeah, of course weird. you do. <laughs> I, out of all people, you'd be like, yeah, okay. And we didn't see that. We didn't see that. We think there, uh, moving along because it's just so silly. And then also your talent pool is so small already. You don't want to like continue to put, I mean, like, please, Seriously, this we shouldn't even be. This shouldn't even be a question. Like drug tests, I listen. I will never. They just need to remove cannabis from the drug. One of our do. friends was at the party that we haven't seen in forever because he just moved back to t- to living down here. Couldn't smoke because he's about to take a drug test for a job. Oh and man, he's like, I need to come back because he. We had the student glass oh, out. Yeah. We're smoking jays all day. And he's yeah. like, damn it. <laughs> I know. We had people are like people who don't smoke. Uh, anymore, where it came up to the student glass, like, hey, how, how does this I want to try this thing like, out? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we got you, fam. I'm like, come on. Somebody was like, I was like, I already got weed in my grinder. Let's go, let's do it. <laughs> it was fun, it was a good time. But, um, speaking of elections, midterm election day is upon us coming up on Tuesday. The 8th, November 8th, I believe. And five states have recreational cannabis on their ballots. Yo, and we're going to tell you uh, all about it. All about it. So uh, there's Arkansas, Maryland, Missouri, North Dakota, and South Dakota. So um, this is a great resource to go and find information, which is CannabisVoter.info. Mm-hmm. Um, here you can see what all your local representatives and your senators, where they stand on cannabis. Um this is the website. If you're a patron, you can see the screen right now. You could actually if uh, select your state and it takes you right there. Here on the side, we have the example of Florida. I only snipped the top of it. There's They list all the representatives and the senators. And if you click see more, you can see where they stand on every part of cannabis. Right. The first one, it shows you whether or not they support oh federal God. legalization. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. That game. <laughs> I was going to say, who approved? Oh, that guy. God, Matt Gates. OK. Most of all of our Democrat the representatives in the state support all of it. So if you click see more, it gives you more than just federal legislation. Do they set, uh, do they support medical? Do they support banking for cannabis? Do they support mm-hmm. this? Blah, 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 blah. And so some may have like a couple that they support. Others have none and others have they support it all. So this is a great place to go see where all your people and your state stand on cannabis before you go to the polls and you make nice. your decisions. And then the other thing that I wanted to go over was those few states that have it. So the first one here. Oh, hold on. Did I, I Arkansas. Arkansas. Sorry. There you go. Got it back up there. All right. You want to? Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll alternate bullets. All right. I'll do the first top and the first bullet and then. Alternate bullet. So Arkansas is called issue number four. 
will appear on the ballot in Arkansas, and if approved, it will do the following. Legalize the possession up to one ounce and use of cannabis for persons 21 and older. Enact a 10% tax on cannabis sales with 15% of that revenue funding on annual stipends for law enforcement officers who are in good standing. Authorize all existing medical cannabis dispensaries to sell adult-use cannabis at their current locations and allow them to establish one additional location. Oh. Create 40 additional adult-use cannabis retail licenses, which will be awarded via a lottery system. Issue 4 does not address expungement. This is a problem. Does not address expungement, resentencing, or any other forms of record cleaning and retroactive relief for people who have been convicted of cannabis offenses. See, that's such an issue for me. And I, and it I, really I, bothers me that a lot of people are so bent on trying to make it recreational, but nobody's not, really saying anything mm-hmm. in regards to changing, like letting people cl- it shouldn't clean their stop, records. It shouldn't stop them from making it go legal because then it's going to keep more people from getting jailed or in trouble going forward. But they need to go back to resentencing. They need to do expungements. So there's still work to do in Arkansas, if they get their recreational, they still need to keep pushing for those for those reforms. Keep pushing me. Keep pushing me. So next is Maryland. Maryland is question four will appear on the ballot. And if it's approved, it will legalize the possession of up to one point five ounces and use of marijuana for persons 21 and older beginning on July 1st, 2023. Decriminalize the possession up to 2.5 ounces and use of marijuana for persons 21 and older. Automatically expunge convictions. Yay. For conduct that would have been legal under the new law. Individuals currently serving time for now legal conduct would be able to apply for resentencing. See? Yeah. But this is my thing, though. As an effect, it's hard to go back and change things. Why? If, if Maryland's okay, first of all, if you're in Maryland, you better fucking vote this shit. Okay. <laughs> you better vote on this shit and you better. Question because, four, bro. Question four. But if they can do it, why? Why can't anybody else do it? If this is appearing that way on their ballot, why can't we just copy this shit? You know what I'm saying? Anyways, every state has their own politics. People are very different in different territories. God, yeah, but I feel like it needs to be. The other a- one was Arkansas, bro. We can't compare Arkansas to Maryland. <laughs> the measure does not. This is my next one. The mm-hmm. measure does not address licensing, regulation, or taxation for adult-use cannabis market. So that would need to be sorted out by the legislature if it passes. Yeah, so they don't go into the specifics of how the licensing, regulation, all that stuff's going to work. So they would, the lawmakers would come up with that. Well, gee, but at least, hey, but at least... This is a this is a good move. Yeah, the automatic. This is a fantastic move. This way, people and I resentencing. Feel, I don't understand why it's an order of things. I don't understand why that's not the order that it. But anyways, Missouri, <sighs> Missouri Amendment Three, if approved, will legalize the possession, use, and purchases of cannabis up to three ounces for persons persons twenty one and older. Allow persons with certain nonviolent cannabis related offenses to petition for release from incarceration, parole, and probation, and to have their records expunged. Enact a six percent tax on retail cannabis sales. Allow existing medical cannabis businesses to apply for comprehensive licenses to participate in the recreational program. 
These businesses will have the first access to comprehensive licenses, and there's no guarantee that additional comprehensive licenses will be awarded. Create a system for awarding micro-business licenses for smaller-scale cannabis businesses. Allow persons over the age of 21 to grow a limited amount of cannabis plants at home with a state-issued registration card. Oh, yeah. None of the other ones said anything yeah, about homegrown. Homegrown. Look at that. Missouri. All right. You gotta, this and Missouri has all good. the things going there. Yeah. Seems nice. Next, we have North Dakota. Statutory measure number two, if approved, legalize the possession, use, and purchase of cannabis up to one ounce for persons 21 and older. Allow persons to grow up to three cannabis plants at home. Direct the state to establish a regulatory system for recreational cannabis sales by October 1st, 2023. Allow the state to license up to seven cultivation facilities and 18 recreational cannabis retailers. Statutory measure two does not address expungement, resentencing, or any other forms of record cleaning and retroactive relief for people who have been convicted of cannabis offenses. I love that they specifically point that out. Yeah. And this is all on the Cannabis Voter uh, Project uh, website. I got all this This straight from there. Fantastic. So the next one we have is South Dakota. And if correct me if I'm wrong, but I could have sworn they already passed something on a measure and it got like overturned. And this is them doing it again. I'm not sure. South Dakota does sound like we've talked about them before. Yeah, I think they're the ones that the like the the people were like they voted oh, for no, it. You guys are and wrong. then the the <laughs> legislature like said no, we're not doing that, yeah, and they like found be. a way to overturn it. Um. So uh, initiated measure 27. If it's approved, legal it would legalize the possession and use of cannabis up to one ounce of flour and eight grams of concentrate. Very specific. For persons 21 and older. Allow persons 21 and older to grow three cannabis plants at home. Initiated measure 20 cents does not create a regulatory framework for recreational cannabis sales. So that would need to be handled by the state legislature. Initiated measure 22 does not address expungement, resentencing, or any other forms of record clearing and retroactive relief for people who have been convicted of cannabis offenses. Boo. But they're still going for recreational look. And, and I know you're like, it. you don't have to change this law to enact another law that now expunges. You can work a totally separate. It's just the money and the resources and the time that you're going to have to put towards continuing to fight. Yeah, I mean, uh, it takes a lot to already get these things on the ballot to begin with. A lot, as we learned in our previous interviews, at least in the state of Florida, I know every state has but I their mean, own. I just feel like how can how can the government right okay this and then like not address that? I know it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like you can't you can't have one without the other, bro. Like it, it just to me, if you are going to make it legal and any even if it's medical. Even if it's medical, the government needs to step in and say, okay, people voted for it to be medical. We now need to go in there. And if they're going to, if they want it medical, we need to fix everybody's shit and like stop wasting our time chasing after people who are like, who, you know, who who have cannabis. They, they make their money off the prisoners. Yeah, and yeah, no, I mean, like, every, that's a whole other thing. every <laughs> morning I wake up and I smell the scam in the air. Mm. You know what I mean? Every morning I'm like, re- I'm reminded, like, this is all a, 
of a game <laughs> that you're playing, essentially. Yeah. Every fucking day. Well, everybody's favorite segment, or at least everybody's favorite intro. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh, I'm ready for this one. <laughs> <laughs> bro when this popped up on my feed and in uh, i couldn't believe it and when this popped up on my feed on social media i was like shut the fuck up. so we get we got a story saying hey circle k is going to be selling weed and their gas stations and we were very confused by this story because it's only medical here and it was specifically only for florida right and we were like how does that make sense how is a gas station going to be connected to the ommu how are they going to dispense like how is that going to work well like, like i from the from the get i was like that's weird when you go to when you go to gas stations sometimes they have like extra space and they have people in there doing their business like <clears throat> the best example i could say is like a bakery you know like a cuban bakery being inside of, donuts a, inside of a gas station right yeah. so the, i was like well there'll be a little dispensary inside the gas station right I, it could work i'm not saying but i was just like it's weird again we go to that place where it's like we want to destigmatize it Right. And I feel like this is a good way of destigmatizing it. But again, we go back to like, there's still people in jail for this stuff. And here we are trying to sell it in a fucking gas station. Like, it's a little insulting. It, it's you know? not even recreational. And we're trying to sell it. Right. It, that's a little bit of an insult. It's kind of like, like they're overstepping their boundaries. It's like a gas station that would have a pharmacy in it, basically. Right. And then. So then now this is the story we're covering. It says Florida pumps the brakes on Circle as K's we, medical marijuana deal. Would because what the hell? This is on Leafly, which was soon as like that was just like what the next day or the this right. The story like, we were laughing after, we're about like, it oh, okay. for like we were laughing about this headline for like two days and then boom, like everybody was like, wait a minute, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> So when this story came out, it said last week, Circle K announced a huge step in the mainstreaming of marijuana. Ten Rise Express dispensaries are reportedly setting up shop inside Circle K stores across Florida as early as next year. It's a poetic turn for stoners nationwide, <laughs> many of whom have scored illegally from some dude or dudette at their <laughs> local gas station for years, yeah. which I did when I was in New York. Yeah. I went to a 7-Eleven to beat somebody up. Uh, the the state's Department of Health has not given any regulatory approval to the announced partnership. They yeah, announced this shit uh -huh. and it's not even approved. Yeah, kind of a kind of a problem there. <laughs> like, why are you announcing this is this is one thing I hate about the cannabis industry. They're trying uh, to get people, publicity buzz. People to push talk a it lot, through. but people talk a lot about their plans without doing the plan. And I guess so fucking heated. It was girl. a publicity stunt to push it, help push it through for sure. Okay, but chill out. They do that. People do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's really frustrating because everybody likes to talk before they do shit, and then they end up having to eat their words uh, as such. This week, health department officials told the Washington Examiner that the state has not yet approved the details that Circle K and RISE disclosed in their announcement. Florida has never approved the medical marijuana treatment center to operate out of a gas station. <laughs> a spokesperson from the Department of Health told the Washington Examiner after he, the reported deal went viral last week. 
The DOH representative added, the opening of Rise Express stores remains subject to regulatory approval and sales will be exclusively to Florida patients with a valid medical marijuana identification card. Obviously, they would have to be. Yeah. DOH officials say they have not signed off on any plans that would allow medical cannabis to be sold at gas stations. <laughs> and people approach me like, oh, this is great. Yeah, you know and how I was like, sent me that story too? Uh, I was like, is, is this great? Really? Is it? Because uh, too, right? it's normalizing. I don't think it's it, a bad it's thing. It's kind of normalizing it, but girl, we were just talking about like, oh, you shouldn't trust CBD that's sold at the gas station. Yeah, we're going to be like, oh, but the weed, go, it's fine. Go to the gas station and no, buy your weed there. No, but it's sold by an actual legit dispensary that's right I got, that. yeah. it's not like it's not like pepito perez cbd yeah. <laughs> incorporated you know yeah i know so according to release from coochie tar what cow she tar how do you say this name spelled c-o-u-c-h couche couche tar tar t-a-r-d what couche tar yeah uh, the Canadian company that owns Circle K, uh, <laughs> the proposed deal would let Green Thumb Industries, GTI, owner of Rise Dispensaries, own Rise Express locations adjacent to Open. Circle K convenience stores and gas stations. So while the gas station would te- wouldn't technically be selling cannabis inside the Circle K, the partnership would be another milestone for the entire legalization movement. The Circle K's parent company worked on a similar pilot program with the Canadian retailer Fire and Flower last year to launch pickup hubs across the country. In the States, the Atlantic Farms shop in Portland, Maine has a gas and grass cannabis, <laughs> yes. gas and grass cannabis convenience store. But that doesn't make the Circle K and Rise partnership any less historic if the companies can actually pull it off. Did they jump the gun by announcing without approval? Maybe. But even with regulators from the Sunshine State gaining on their raining on their parade, the viral marketing push the announcement sparked is likely still worth the drama. Stay tuned. Strange things remain afoot at the Circle K. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, this is super convenient. Okay. Oh, um, but yeah, like I mean, and it's genius, right? Because here we are. You don't have to you have know, a whole know. location. You have a small mini location. And it's in a place that gets a good a traffic. traffic. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that they're brilliant for thinking of they this. They still have to be a patient, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, why don't they just lease another corner of the Circle K out to a doctor and fucking <laughs> here we go. Oh, my God. Circle K, you can get certified and get your weed. Here we oh go. Oh, my God. You get crazy. all your gas in one stop. <laughs> the whole new meaning to getting gas at the gas station. Yes. All right. So we have our interview, right? That's it. This is the end of the show. We're coming to the interview. Yes. And this is a really important interview. Um, she Stephanie tells us firsthand what it was like to be convicted of conspiracy to distribute a thousand kilos plus of marijuana as a first time nonviolent offender. She served nine out of her 10 years in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. And um, she is such a great resource. Like here is someone who took their situation that was so shitty, but she used it and she is now a huge resource for other people who are stuck in the same situation she was stuck in. So it's like, 
it's so beautiful to see her paying it forward. Like, yeah, like it is help so those. inspiring. She knows what they're going through. Yeah, who better to know what they're going through than someone who lived it firsthand, you know? Uh, so please um, enjoy this interview. We sure did. Um, a lot of information. Here's uh, Stephanie Shepard with Last Prisoner Project. We hope you enjoy it. Stephanie, we're so glad you're here. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> for coming on the show. Yes, we've been trying to get somebody from Last Prisoner Project on the show to talk to us about your organization and what we can do, because we're really passionate of getting the message out about nonviolent cannabis offenses and getting those people out of prison. So we're excited to finally have you here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a not bit. a lot of it's not a lot of us like people think we're this big, huge organization and we're really not. So <laughs> it's probably no, difficult it. to get people on, but I, I'm a big fan of you guys. So I definitely want to come on. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Well, first, um, we, let's get some background about you. How did uh, cannabis come into your life? What was your first experience with cannabis? Um, my first experience with cannabis was being young, being the youngest of seven. I had older brothers, you know, so they always had like the cigar box under the bed with some zigzags in it and some little seeds. And I didn't really know what it was. I knew it was something they weren't supposed to have, but that was when I was much younger and it wasn't something that was normalized in our family. Uh, with our parents or anything like that. So um, I didn't consume. So I was 28 years old. Wow. That's, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's that's like not the usual story we have on our show. Everybody's <laughs> usually like, well, it started when I was too early to start, you know, but <laughs> yeah, I started you know, young. She started. I started today. like 18, you know, whatever college. <laughs> But um, I, I just felt like I felt um, it just wasn't my thing. But then when I tried it, I was like, where have you been all my life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's usually it the just, reaction of later, later <laughs> people who use it later. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Why can I? Why didn't I start this sooner? And then the <laughs> other people were like, I started this a little too soon. <laughs> So you're from California, but you moved over to New York um, from there um, where you started your real estate career. Is that where uh, you got, um, was it a conspiracy to distribute for 1000 kilos? Is that where it happened in the state of New York? It was. um, I was living in Williamsburg, Brooklyn at the time, and I had my real estate career going, but allegedly apparently also selling some weed on the side. (laughs) Some weed. Um, So uh, yeah, I didn't ever really think that it was a bad thing. I knew it was illegal, but I never really felt like cannabis was bad. Mm -hmm. So I thought, what's the worst that can happen? Well, they showed me the worst that could happen. And the worst that could happen was a first time nonviolent um, mandatory minimum of 10 years. Wow. Now, how did you go from starting to use cannabis only at 28 years old to allegedly being guilty of this crime? (laughs) 
Um, yeah, we could say convicted of this crime now at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I, like a lot of, of women um, that I met along the way, there was a man involved. And um, long story short, he was arrested. And six months later, I got a phone call from his attorney asking if I would come down and talk to him because he wasn't in good health. So I kind of went, um, we were broken up for years at this point, like maybe two or three years at this point. So I was really kind of going to just be a little bit nosy. You know, I knew he had a new girlfriend. I wanted to see what was going on. So I went down and I spoke to the lawyer and I knew he had a bad heart. And he said, if I can get him on medical bond, can you provide him a place to stay until while he gets healthy for sentencing? And I said, yes. So I went into the courtroom. I spoke to the judge. The judge said, I find this young lady responsible and credible, and I'm going to recommend he be released into her custody. And this is six months after he was arrested. They never came for me. They never called for me. They knew about me, but they just had no interest until I walked in the courtroom that day. And that judge said what he said. And an hour later, I got off the train my text popped up and it was the attorney saying they're going to fight it. They say you're involved. So uh, at the end of the week, I was getting dressed to go pick him up. It was on a Friday and my buzzer rang and I looked at the screen and it was a guy in an ice jacket and a DEA jacket. And I said, hello. And they said, we have, we're looking for Stephanie Shepard. We have a warrant for her arrest. And at that point, what was I to do? You know, so I buzzed him up got arrested, um, spent a year on pretrial. So that was a very tough year because uh, you're at the mercy. At this point, I'm doing random drug testing, check-ins, worried about how the outcome of this is going to be. And after a year of doing that, I was, went to trial, had a week's trial. About 45 minutes after deliberating on a Friday at two o'clock, they decided that they weren't coming back on Monday. And I was found guilty and remanded from the courtroom that day. I never went, never went home again. Wow. Oh my God. And you were sentenced to 10 years in federal prison. And how many of those years did you serve in federal prison? Nine. Nine? Nine. I took a, um, a program that I was determined I would never take. I told myself through my entire uh, sentence that I was being labeled as a drug dealer. And now to get a year off, you want me to label myself as a drug addict as well and take the RDAP program, which is the residential drug abuse program. Um, they get more per inmate when you do do that program. So I always said, no, if I can do eight years, I can do 10 years. My dad got sick. And when my dad got sick, it wasn't about me or my ego. It was about getting home as quickly as possible. And if that meant saying, hey, because I consume cannabis, I'm labeled a drug dealer, I'll do it. Where do I sign up? And unfortunately, I did not make it 
uh, into the program in time. My dad had already passed away before I entered the program. But by that time, I was so done with the system. Um, I was so done with the system that I just went ahead and did the program and got that year off. So I did get home a little bit early. My God, but 10 years is so such an insane amount of time. And especially for no prior, like you had no other prior run-ins with the law, no other arrests, no previous history to, I mean, how much time did the, the, the gentleman get? Um, I, as I understand, he got probably 15, but he's out, he's out now. So he got off a little bit early as well. Damn, 15 years. So in order for you to get out that year early, you basically had to say, I'm, I'm an addict of cannabis and go through a program. And now you're out on probation, right? On top of the 10 year sentence, I also got a five year probation which I'm three years into that. I got out in 2019. And so I'm still under the thumb. Oh my God. That's hard. Being under probation is, is very difficult and you're not able to consume cannabis at all. No, No, the one thing that could actually um, help me in the, the most anxiety ridden time, which is reentering and coming back after doing that time in prison and reconnecting with your family and your friends and your friends, you know, um, it's, it's stressful. And the one thing that could maybe take some of that stress away, I'm, I'm not, I don't have that privilege. I'm sure PTSD from being in prison. I mean, there's so many things that it could be and there's in you're you're currently in Sacramento there's no way around it there's no way to get like a medical because of the way that you did the federal yeah and and because it's it's a federal prison and federal still is not recognized as legal so um even though I could go you know and see people purchasing many places within a few block rate few mile radius of my house Let me I still you. don't have that yeah that's insane and you know what I think is really crazy too the fact that we're trying so many people are trying to push for just legalization in the sense of like recreational make it recreational but we're not there's nobody out there doing any work to to get people out to make it federally legal like that's like this Biden thing that just happened People got excited about it, but there's like it's can you tell us what because there's good and the bad. Like, yes, we're we're making progress, but he could have done more and he didn't. He fell short of what we were expecting him to do. Big time. Yeah, big time. short. Like nobody got out of jail for what what he did. Not one person. Because no one was no one was in jail for it. Exactly. So (laughs) it's very slick. Um, I got to say it it was very, very slick. But there is. You know, definitely one group I know that's out there fighting against it and trying to work on it. And that is uh, the Last Prisoner Project. And when I was incarcerated, I didn't know of anything or anybody or any organizations out there trying to to fight for us, for us incarcerated people for cannabis. So 
I just thought, I'm just going to do this time. So when I got out, Last Prisoner Project was just getting started, just getting off the ground. And I went to one of their first fundraisers uh, with another young lady who I was incarcerated um, with, who was also in there for cannabis. And she was speaking at this at this event and I was able with my ankle monitor to head down to San Francisco and listen to her and watch just the reaction that sharing your story can can get from other people and how much people don't know about what's going on in the tens of thousands of people that are incarcerated for cannabis while this industry is growing and booming but the people who are incarcerated, if we're going to be honest, don't look like the people that it's booming for. And so um, through utilizing Last Prisoner Project's platform and just taking any opportunity to share my story um, in hopes that maybe it'll change the minds of maybe what a cannabis prisoner looks like or what a prisoner looks like or um just trying to do do something and i got with last prisoner project and i was able to to find that niche for me that made me feel fulfilled right now and um happy about the work that i do and that we do as an organization can you tell us a little bit about like what we can do like our audience, like how can we help Last Prisoner Project? What um, programs are there that we can get involved in? Uh, we would probably, we would love to do like a little fundraiser for you guys as well. Uh, with the holidays coming up, I'm sure there's things that you guys have going for um, prisoners that are currently incarcerated. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We do. We have given out over $2 million in direct funding to those impacted, um, their families through their commissary accounts, um, the children of incarcerated cannabis prisoners can, can receive help from Lost Prisoner Project or the caretaker of a child, of a parent who's incarcerated. So a lot of the ways that we partner with people, we partner with brands, we partner with dispensaries, we have in dispensaries something, if you've ever gone into a dispensary, maybe you've been asked like, do you wanna donate to help uh, cannabis prisoners. It's a program called Roll It Up for Justice. And you can donate a dollar or four twenty um, at the end of your purchase. But before you get to that point, we try to provide people with materials that while they're standing in line, not realizing this great privilege they have that they're about to purchase some fire and go home and consume and are not concerned about being uh, incarcerated for it. We try to provide dispensaries with materials to educate. And I mean, the donations are great. It's what helps run any org, but that education piece so that when people go to the polls, they can make an educated decision. They know that just because they have this privilege, that privilege has not been um, expanded to everyone. So, uh, it's important to talk about Kevin Allen, who's doing life in prison for $20 worth of cannabis without the possibility of parole. He could have killed someone and at least got the possibility of parole. 
but because it was his third nonviolent strike, they want to keep him incarcerated for the rest of his life. And that is something I, I accept my, my sentence. People sometimes ask me, are you bitter? Are you mad when you see what the industry? No, I, I was convicted of doing something that was illegal and I accepted the consequences. I did not cooperate like everybody else in my case, pretty much everybody else in my case. So being able to now look at it and say, that was fine for me, but what about now? Like, I can't stand it now when you go to a Hall of Flowers or you go to any of these big um, cannabis events and you see what's going on and you see how the industry is booming, which I love. I think it's great, but we can't forget those people who this legal industry was built off of. Mm-hmm. I mean, there wouldn't so, be an industry if it wasn't for all the people that were in the legacy yeah. market, bringing the plant to the people. Right. There's a demand for it. People wanted it, you know, and now people are making for millions ages. of dollars for the same thing. Exactly. And, and it's, and, and a lot it, of yeah, the people, people, and a lot of the people that are making that many today, they did it back then. Mm-hmm. Their legacy to legal, which is awesome, but why were you not incarcerated? Like you have to stop and and recognize that, and just do what you can to get back. So we have different ways. We have a take action page on our website. You can go to lastprisonerproject.org, and there's a take action page. We have petitions. We have campaigns that we're working on. Um, we have just different ways that you can donate. We have peer-to-peer campaigns. Um, but really, just keeping these conversations going, um, participating in our letter writing program, we have a letter writing program that has really grown in the last couple of years from where we started. Um, because getting that contact from the outside is important. And most people, when they go to prison, they have you know maybe a little support at the beginning but you lose people year after year. You, they start to forget about you. And the one thing that I don't want to happen is I don't want these prisoners to be forgotten. I want them to know what I didn't know. And that's that there's somebody out there coming for you. So there's somebody out there fighting for you. If you were on a desert island, would you rather never get that you know, letter in a bottle saying, hey, we're coming? Or would you like to get a letter every day saying, hey, this is happening. This is what we're working on, but we are coming. And that's really what the letter writing program is all about. Just building that connection because without them, there would be no, no legal market. And we know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's infuriating too, because of the way that the licenses are given, you see, like you said, you see the people behind these businesses and they don't look like us, you know, they don't sound like us. And they're the ones that have the stronghold on everybody else in the communities that have been affected the most by the war on drugs. So it's like, we, we want to get into a place where, yeah, sure. It's recreational, but we want, everybody having an equal opportunity 
to get this. It's not fair that we, you know, that there's been people behind the scenes, you know, like you said, getting put in jail when there's people out there doing the same exact same thing and just getting away with it and then just, you know, making buku bucks off of it. It's very infuriating. Sometimes people tell me, well, I had a good lawyer. I've heard so many times from um, people who are like, oh, I've been arrested 10 times. I've been arrested 15 times. Really? And why do you think you never went to prison? Mm. Oh, I had a good lawyer. Mm. Really? Really? Is that it? And when, when, when I know that people, it's not connecting with them, there's nothing I can say in their head. They had a good lawyer and that's why. But statistics show why mm-hmm. you didn't get arrested. Right. And it shows that we are four to five times more likely than white people to be arrested yeah. and, and, and get a long sentence, get a lengthy sentence. Um, I, I never met anybody incarcerated um, in prison for cannabis that wasn't black or brown. I know there are some, we have constituents, but I'm just saying on the larger scale, if you look at the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's crazy too. And, and, and rape cases, people get off so easy as well. And it's just like rape, you can molest, you do all these things, but forbid that you sold a plant to other individuals that to help like them to help them <laughs> and it's the 20 it's the it's the two dime bags for me with the kevin allen yeah that that's 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 not even a full is that even a full blunt that's not even a full blunt it's a well, look at i mean obviously this is outside the state of we're talking obviously united states but look at britney griner over in russia that she's used being used as a political tool right now you know, she just lost her appeal um, and she's going to be stuck over there for nine years. Yeah. For, for, uh, for a little pen, pen, a shitty a car vape pen, probably terrible for, vape pen. For a car. Yeah. And, she, and she she I find it yeah. so, so interesting that President Biden, thank God that he's trying to help and trying to get her home. But why her and not the, not the tens people. of thousands that are here Within in her own country? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and we don't want to hypocrisy. Use, yeah. We don't want to use her as an example either, but we it's, want to help it's, her but the, too. But right. We want to help her too, but it's the, the hypocrisy. Here. It's the hypocrisy for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it should be all encompassing. He should take that same grace that he wants to show Brittany Griner and just apply that to the tens of thousands, the fathers, the mothers, the daughters that are incarcerated for cannabis right now. So, um, when he made his announcement, I, I already knew from the wording and I actually saw a post that you guys did um, and it was super on point. Basically, it's like, hold on, I'm like, wait a minute, don't get too excited. Right. And um, I, it was it was a task trying to get the message out like it's great. We are glad that this conversation has started. But once people started to see that no one was released behind this action, then it started to set in. Oh, okay. It was slick. He was like, oh, small cannabis possessions. Right. Federal. There's nobody. In and, federal then just, and then just bring it up that we're, we're trying to and get then, it. De- 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 yeah. And urging. I mean, there are probably there's people in probably state prisons for small possessions in certain states urging state officials to do the same. 
we'll see. But yes, that's the like most, a cop the, out. The though, most important thing like, that he yeah. did out of it was the whole trying to get it descheduled, having it reevaluated to be descheduled. That is and, and the, the nod to the of- the nod to the governors as well. Yeah, was, is a good thing, and the fact that you know doing this this job and and taking on this mission it's kind of like you have to take the small wins or else you will get so defeated you will feel so insignificant if you don't accept progress and progress comes in many steps and it was talked about no other president has stood up there and talked about it and Mm -hmm. said hey we need to do something i just want that same grace shown to the seller as the buyer. So um, I definitely felt like it was, you know, a test. I'm hoping it was kind of a toe in the water. I know they're afraid. They think, what if all these people get out? What are they going to do? Are they going to run wild in the streets? And but I, it's I just have resources. To enjoy their lives. I mean, but it's just such waste with their, family. their family. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just a waste of time. And, and to that's have where the social like equity programs should come into work. Like, hey, you were you were cultivating, you know, you have this experience in this. Yeah, we put you in prison away for that. But, you know, maybe they can get into cultivating now in the legal industry, like move over to the legal market. There needs to be more social equity programs when we legalize. Um, I we kind of stay in our lane when it comes to social equity. We want people home. We want people out. We want people to be able to re-enter society with with pride. And but the whole like social equity thing is is difficult because if you've been in prison for any amount of time and you get out, the buy-in is too high even if they say okay we'll give you a license where are you getting this money how are you just going to come and and not only that but the requirements what you have had to have had prior like it's very convoluted um but i know me as someone who got out i could just start a business right away i'm lucky i could even you know purchase the the basics you're just getting out of prison and prison is not cheap Mm -hmm. so any money you may have had going in you're not going to have it coming out so it's you are essentially starting your life over so um social equity is something that it's working out for some people like Richard Delisi who's one of our constituents he has a brand delicioso right now Mm -hmm. um he's from here there's there's opportunities there's opportunities oh you've heard of, if you've ever heard him talk he's definitely from there yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah he, yeah he's there from here we've seen him we've seen him at a ton of uh, events we've gone to yeah yes very very great guy um and did a ton of time like 30 years for cannabis is the most insane but you're looking at people who are facing 60 80 life sentences we have several people serving life for the same thing that I could go if I were so inclined to purchase right now. Yeah. So it, it just baffles me. And that's just really why I do what I do. I know what it feels like to be sitting in there right now. Just a few short years ago, I was in that position. 
I know what they're eating on any given day. The menus don't change. <laughs> um, and, and it's not something that I could just sit by and go, okay, well, I'm just going to go on with my life. Not when I have a platform and I have people like you guys who are willing to share your platforms and hopefully reach a listener who maybe can make a, a informed vote, um, vote to legalize in their state. The more states, finally, federal is going to have to follow. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of just pushing and getting there. Um, we actually had a civil disobedience rally in DC um, on Monday. Uh, M1, Red Man, Steve D'Angelo, yeah. it, Richard DeLisi, um, they all went out there and, you know, tried to, to make as much noise as possible to just say, like, the, keep your promise. You said no one should be in. That was the initial statement. No one should be incarcerated for cannabis. Keep that promise. Don't just try to slide by. So, yeah, let's do it. A lot of people talk. A lot of people talk in the industry and even in politics. But we want to see the action. Action. We don't want to hear about it anymore. We want to see it happen. We're tired. Yes. (laughs) I mean, the only thing with this test he has seen, the only criticism he received from this action was he did not do enough. Enough. Mm -hmm. That's the only criticism. So any thought that, oh, people are not going to like it and they're not going to vote the correct way, this, do do one good thing. And this could be that one good thing. But if you, if this promise is not kept, I don't know. I know. We just have to stay bipartisan and take the help from either side. I don't care where it comes from as long as they see what's true and what's fair and what's right. They can come from either side of the aisle. I'm cool with either one as long as we get people like Parker Coleman and Michael Woods and Edwin Rubis home. And that was our interview. Uh, You can connect with Stephanie on Instagram. She's at Steffi underscore Sheps. S-H-E-P-S. Website is uh, www.lastprisonerproject.org uh, or uh, www.lastprisonerproject.org uh, forward slash take action. And also she was telling us about the letter writing where you can write a letter to someone, which is really nice. Maybe like a, a lot of these people, they're in there. A lot of their families start to drop off because, you know, it's like you don't see or hear them. So it's like you start to kind of forget them. So these people really enjoy getting right uh, letters. So forward slash letter writing, uh, lastprisonerproject.org forward slash letter writing for that program. Uh, get involved, you guys. You know, if you can't donate, it would be really nice. The to holidays send the are letter. coming up. Yes. They do things for a prisoner project, a prisoner um, families. So they're in prison. They can't do much for their families on the outside, but they, they do gifts for their families. They, you know, get give them food, things that they need. So help, help a prisoner out. Cause uh, apparently the States aren't really worried about them. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got to keep pushing um, the local governments to, to get on board with all of that. Hey, we appreciate your ears. Thank you so much for listening to our show and contributing any which way uh, to the uh, pot smoking moms podcast. A big thank you to our patrons. 
in the rotation and OG patrons. Special thank you to Yanni, Destiny, Lauren, Jesse, Christine, Denise, Peaches, Natalie, Angelina, Jenny, Catherine, Jay, Chrissy, Guillermo, Diane, and Gabby. Gabby. Hey, you too can see our beautiful faces as fresh as before we actually air these episodes in these beautiful blonde locks yeah you look at look at these <laughs> look at these you love it become a patron if you can jump on board uh or you get early access to episodes additional content video and full cut versions of our interviews zoom smoke sessions exclusive mom trips hey you can come to our Halloween party. Discounts to our events, <laughs> the bud crawl. You'll be at our Halloween party yeah, with be, us. Yeah. If you're local or you could fly in. <laughs> or you could fly in on a one day know? whim, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but we get discounts on events. Uh, get a nice hefty discount on your bud crawl, on our bud crawl. That's it. Thank you. Please subscribe, rate, review, review, Share our content and just be general friends with us. Spotsalkingmoms.com. We love you. Bye. Bye. Take us out, Jay.